Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast hosted by Kendall and Jackie, and here we talk about everything horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans and the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, and the tropes. And we have new episodes released Tuesdays bi-weekly. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Terranova underscore podcast. But also feel free to reach out through email at terranova.pod at gmail.com. And most importantly, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog too. Cujo. <laughs>
I mean, yeah, I, nah, it, so, it, 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 it definitely stood the test of time in a lot of ways because of the cast, I think, mostly. Yeah, we have Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller, Ryan Philippe, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, or as people call her, Jennifer Love Boobies <laughs> because of her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> My friend literally called her I forgot that. people called her that. So weird. <laughs> My friend literally called her that. <laughs> Wait, that's that's her not name. the first time I heard that. I'm that's like, hilarious. I think she knows about that name too, because Jennifer Love Hewitt is, is a pretty good sport when it comes to comes to stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> yes, <laughs> fun movie. I mean, when I was in Jersey like a couple weeks ago, uh, I like to horror and chill with my nephew a lot. So he, mm-hmm. I introduced him to this film because he's never seen it before. I first showed him Scream, the first one. He really enjoyed it, and then we saw this one. Yo, the commentary that kid had was fucking hilarious because he was going in <laughs> on it. But then afterwards, I was like, so what do you think? And he was just like, I really liked it. It was really out there. It was more like, you know, in your face with the kills, like more than, 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 than Scream. I really enjoyed it. You know, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, yeah, because versus Scream, Scream was tamed. Kind of. This is tamed. Gruesome, the gruesome Scream skill. had more gruesome kills in this movie. That's true. That is true. Shit, the first kill at the beginning of Screamer, Drew Barrymore, was gruesome as hell. Yeah. Guts everywhere. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But I think they were trying really hard at the time in the 90s to be like, how are we going to ant this up to exactly. more murder and blood? But, yes. So, before we get into it, let's do a fun summary of my favorite movie. Dum, dum, dum. So, I know what you did last summer. So, the movie starts off with, it is basically a year before the incident. It is July 4th. Um, we see, no, it's not a year before. It is, the, it is basically July 4th. It's July 4th weekend. Yeah. School's out. Um, we see this guy on the cliff. He's reminiscing about something. We don't know who he is. We see him over, like, you know, a whole ocean view. And then we jumped into introduction to julie and her friends one of them is competing for a pageant and she ends up winning the pageant of course summer show gala's character yeah. and from above the balcony is you know her boyfriend barry friends uh julie and her boyfriend i think it's adam is her name ray. his name ray there we Stop go pick a random generic white boy name i'm <laughs> Name well, Ray. I mean, <laughs> Freddie isn't white, so please forgive me, Freddie Prince Jr. I know, I know. I know you are not a white man. <laughs> you are yeah, a proud Puerto Rican man. Yeah, he's Puerto Rican. He's a very proud Puerto Rican man. and everything. Yeah, no, no, he's like my brother. He does not hide the fact that he's Puerto Rican. Any chance he gets to show the flag, <laughs> awesome. he will show the flag. Bless your heart, son, Michelle Geller, because I don't know how you do that. I mean, I get it, I get it, but that's just too much for me. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so they're watching from the balcony, you know, she wins the pageant, they're all chilling, they're all hanging out, they're about to celebrate, you know, um, a little fight ensues Hello? on the boardwalk between Barry and their high school friends, and Barry being kind of like, you know, intoxicated, well, starting to get intoxicated, you know, they go to the beach to start sharing ghost stories. And then one thing led to another, which is typical slasher teenage shit, where it's just like they're all having sex. 
because why not, right? It's summer. It's a horror movie. It's going to happen. Surprise, Jason never showed up. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so as that's happening, they are, again, just chilling. Barry is intoxicated. Uh, I think it's Beth, right? Summer Showgirl's character is Beth. That's her name. She, um, she tells Red to take the car to drive. And as they're doing that, they're driving and then boom, an accident ensues. They hit something. They're thinking, oh, it's a deer or it's a dog. It's some type of animal. No, it is a human fucking being. So them, Barry, mainly being the rich white boy that he is, is all like, oh my God, my car, my dad's going to kill me. We can't do blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. And then Julie being the responsible one and Ray is just like, we got to go to the cops. We got to tell them what happened. You know, this is an accident, blah, blah, blah. And, and Barry's just like, no, because I was drinking. I spilled a drink over you. We're going to get hit. Like, we're going to be sent to jail. We can't have that. So, again, typical horror shenanigans shit. They go and they decide, hey, let's dump the body into the ocean. Because why the fuck not, right? So, as they are about to do that, you know, their friend Adam, I think his name is, drives by. And he's like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, nothing. We're just here. You know, Barry got sick. That's all. Blah, 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 blah. Trying to be inconspicuous. It's kind of like that TikTok, that meme where they take that up. It's like a little clip. But they're like, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Just like that. And so... As we're doing that, Barry, being fucking chaotic as he is, is just like, we got to make a pack. We got to make a pack that, uh, we, that, hello. Um, yeah, hello? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my yeah. was acting up. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, so Barry was just like, oh, we got to make a pack. That we don't speak of this ever again. We don't go to the cops. We take this to the grave. We won't ever talk about this. I need you to hear it. He's all screaming, being all enraged and crazy. And of course, Julie yeah, was like, Felipe, he played a douchebag perfectly. Oh my God, man. So when my nephew and I are watching this movie, <laughs> the scene that got me cracking up with him was when he went up to Julie and choked her in front of Ray. And he was like, make the promise. Promise you're never going to say anything. And she's like, okay, okay. My nephew was just like, yo, raise a bitch to do that yeah, to my girl thing. in front of me. And I'm like, I know. I know. <laughs> I said the same like, thing. I'm like, he didn't even expect him to do nothing. For him to choke her out like that, the other dude just sat there. He, he knew he wasn't going to do nothing. Fucking Ray, man. But, yeah. So, with that happening... <laughs> It goes into a fast forward, right? Things a year later, Julie is in college. Everyone's like kind of doing their own thing. And then, you know, <laughs> I love that she's so dissociated from the world because she's still like grieving about what happened from the trauma that day. Her mom is just like, are you on drugs? And she's like, no, I'm not on drugs, mom. I'm good. <clears throat> but then she gets a letter. And of course, Bum, bum, bum. I know what you did last summer. She's like, oh, oh, my God. So she goes, she goes, she's like, okay, let me go into town. 
Let me see if Beth is around and just check it out. She sees her sister and she was like, hey, I want to know if Beth is around. I want to talk to her. Can you give me her New York number? And she's like, bitch, she didn't go to New York. She's still here being, you know, a, a himbo over here. She good. She's right there on the cash register. And it's just like, damn, okay. <laughs> yeah, her sister was savage, yo. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so as that was happening, you know, she tells her and she was like, I think someone knows. I don't know who will know. Like, you know, we got to talk to somebody about this. And so Beth is just like, all right, let's go to Barry. See what's going on. They go. They see that Barry is in his, you know, lavish mansion. Being a typical frat boy who's just drinking and shit. Him and Bev have broken up. They're not together anymore. Um, and so he's just, just like, oh, I bet it's just someone fucking with us. It could be Ray. It could be Adam. It could be anyone. Whatever. We don't talk about this shit no more. We made a pact. We made a promise. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, all right, bro. All right. You got to chill with your, you know, toxic masculinity attitude, bro. Um, so as that was happening, they go. Um, again, they're assuming that it's Adam. He goes. Barry goes and starts being all like typical, intimidating. It's like, oh, don't be mucking with us. Don't be doing this. And it's just like, dude, relax. Okay. It's not that fucking serious. So <clears throat> when they go, they meet with Ray. And Ray was just like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, I chose to stay here, be a fisherman, blah, blah, blah. And then mm -hmm. the suspicions ensue of just like, well, where were you, Ray? Where have you been? And blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, Barry. So as they're all yeah. getting kind of like, you know, traumatized by this letter and little incidents here and there and being basically stalked by <laughs> a man with the hook, reminiscing to the story they shared about someone with the hook, they're just like, who can it be? Who can it be? And then <clears throat> it ends up being like a Scooby-Doo shit yep. of just like, we got to figure out who this person is. And, yo, I love how when Beth and Julie goes to that girl's place in the sticks and they're just just like yeah do you know so and so and then she's just like that's my brother and it's just like if, if someone came up to me like that i don't know where i don't know who the fuck you are and you're asking me questions about someone who passed away who died i'm gonna question your ass i'm like how do you know them why are you asking questions who the fuck are you because you're too clean and pretty to be knowing my brother because we're hillbillies so who the fuck are you that's just me that's just me yeah pretty much and i'd be like how we go from you asking to use my phone to call for help to you now questioning me about family Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because they read an article that like oh it could be this person who killed himself like blah 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 and then it goes into like okay no it may not be him maybe someone else because as they're trying to scooby-doo it trying to solve the mystery basically and it's so funny that I mentioned Scooby-Doo because Freddie Prince Jr. and his wife, Summer Geller, played Daphne <laughs> and Fred in Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> They're such dorks. I love them. Those are relationship goals. If you want to look at relationship goals, people, look at Freddie Prince Jr. and Summer Geller. They're both nerds. They're happily married. They're fucking adorable. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so as they're still doing the Scooby-Doo shit, you know, stuff is happening, <laughs> going on. Barry's getting chased by a car. Freaking um, Ray got a letter, apparently. Beth got her hair chopped off. Julie got end up crabs in her damn car, in the back of her car with the body of Adam because he died and shit. And, yeah, and that seems so came, strange. 
Yo, that was so weird because she was just like, what's that noise? It's like that with Cardi B being like, what is that? What is that? It's <laughs> <laughs> like what it is. That's such a tell me she did, tell me she did not have that face. Julie had that face. I was like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. What is For that? For a second, I thought it was the... Uh... I thought it was like dripping blood because remember when he was they were telling that store uh, campfire story the at the campfires, beginning about yeah. the blood dripping on the roof. I thought it was it was that to like mimic that, but it turned out to be crabs, and I was like, okay. Yeah, in the body of Adam, and then she's freaking yeah. out. She's running, you know, to Barry. No, that was Max. And... <laughs> oh, was Max! Max. It was, there we it was go. a dude from the, Big Bang Theory. Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was also wasn't he also in Roseanne the show? Wasn't he in Roseanne? Right. He was the... I think he was a Roseanne I've never really well. watched Roseanne like that, so I'm not even sure. I don't remember. But I, don't, I mean, I don't remember his name in Roseanne, but I think he was in Roseanne as well. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> she's running. She meets up with, with Barry and Beth, and, and they're just like, oh, my God, there's a body. There's crabs here. They have, he has your jacket, Barry. They go, and there's nothing here. What are you looking at? What, what are you doing, Julie? You're going cuckoo bananas, and then comes the iconic scene. <laughs> she was banana. just like, he's like, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, he's messing with us. Don't you see it? We can't go to the cops. It's too late for that now. And blah 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 blah. And then just she goes, she spins around, so and then she goes, "What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? I'm right here, waiting for you, huh? Come and get me." Yo, I again, would mind you, eight. A ten-year-old wrote that scene. People, just a reminder. Of yeah, he he deserved credit for that. Great scene, but uh, because it fits with the context of the movie. But I just would have loved to seen like the killer taking the body out of the trunk and trying to get rid of all those crabs within like the ten seconds it took for her to go upstairs and come back outside. <laughs> because that is a lot of things to move in a small period of time. I don't know how the hell he cleared her trunk out like that. She was not making that up. That that had to have happened. Mm-hmm. Or did it? Bum, bum, bum. We're crazy just like Julie. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not at the same level. But again, as they're being terrorized by this person, they're still trying to figure out, you know, who this is, what's going on, how do we like, how do we protect ourselves, blah, blah. And then boom, July 4th happens. It's the new year. Um, Bev has to don her pageant, you know, crown and everything for the show. And so as julie decides okay i'm gonna go investigate marks i think i know who who might be the actual person so let me go back to the sticks talk to missy let me talk to her again as if like she's gonna want to talk to her i forgot what ray was doing and then barry was like all right i'm gonna stay with beth protect her i'm gonna be with her so helen helen there you know i'm saying all these names wrong (laughs) (laughs) and you're not and you're not like correcting me bro who the hell was Beth? I, know, I, oh, sister. I didn't realize who you was even referring to. And I was like, hold up. Helen is Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. <laughs> yes, it's, it's killing you. I understand. It's all right. It's, it's, they can take a time. Yeah, Helen is Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. You got Barry, right? And Ray, I just got back. You got yeah, it. I, I just got back Friday, guys. And I was still out and about Saturday and Sunday. I just now am starting to rest my body. And I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I am tired. Um, <laughs> damn, Kendall. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Beth could have anyway, been anybody in this movie if we're being honest. These names are interchangeable. 
I mean, they're all white. <laughs> like they, they're so all like generic names. Generic white names. <laughs> they just show generic names, yeah. Yeah. Ellen, Julie, Ray, Barry. These are just all, Max. These are just generic names. So I get it. But, um, yeah. So, again, it's so funny <laughs> how, like, when Barry was just like, yeah, I'm going to protect her and watch out for this guy, this Fisher guy with the hook and, and the outfit. And I'm just like, you literally live in a fishing town. Like, you live in a fishing town. Do you not realize that? Like, oh, we got to look for this guy. He's everywhere because you live in a fishing <laughs> town. What you mean? Oh, we got to look for someone who's wearing a green trench coat and fisher waters. There is a fisher's boat in every damn corner, Barry. <laughs> Put down the yeah. alcohol, Barry. There's a million reasons somebody could be wearing that cloak. It could be raining. It could be because they're a fisherman. There's a million reasons. You're going to always see somebody wearing that shit. And that's what happened. He saw someone in the cloak. He chases after them. Freaking like lunges at him. And then it's an old man who's literally having a whole freaking panic attack. I'm like, way to go, Barry. Way to go. Add another victim <laughs> to your manslaughter. Nice. So, as the night ensues, Julie sees that Missy apparently has been deceased. She is murdered. Um, so she's just like, oh my god, ah oh fuck. So she has to go back and she has to basically warn everyone, you know, Ray, Barry, Helen, and whatnot. So as Helen is being part of the show again, she has to sit down and judge the other contestants from the next pageant. Barry's upstairs, you know, from the barricade watching her, and then boom, he gets murdered. She's screaming like, oh my god, they're killing him. Oh my god, security is just like, oh, she's crazy. What's wrong with her? And she's like, don't you see? He's dying up there. Yeah. And they're all looking at her like, the fuck's wrong with her? Is this part of the show? Is this, is this part of the acting? <laughs> it's just like, no, fool. She's literally crying because her ex-man, who's now her new man again, is, is dying upstairs. So <laughs> she's just like, like, go on me. He's upstairs. Nobody. No. Like, all you see is like one smidge of like blood dripping but everything else is clean and i'm just like yo this killer must have been watching so much csi shit because he knows how to clean up his messes and leave no traces <laughs> where he's just like i was never here yeah there's got to be one of the more sophisticated killers yes because everyone else ghost face and whatnot no they wanted you to know he was there they wanted you to know so <laughs> yeah but yeah so they he's the there just he chilling yeah, so he's, you know, disappearing. They're like, oh my god, blah, blah, She goes in the cop car. She goes in the cop car. And so they're like, you know, I'm going to drive you home. I'm going to do this. Like, oh, the, the street is barricaded. I got to take the alleyway. Again, me watching this with my nephew, his first time watching it, I was just like, if I'm in a car with you, and you tell me the only way we could get to our destination is by taking this alleyway, I'm out. I'm like, nope, we're going <laughs> to go a whole you turn we're gonna take all these other roads i don't care if i get home like in an hour two hours three hours i don't fucking care we are not going through some dingy ass looking alleyway that is how you die no well, you know what that's a really good point because a few things came to my mind during that scene because once again i haven't seen this movie in a very long time so i forgot a lot of things about it the thing i remember most notable about notable about this movie is the fact that sarah michelle gellas in it honestly um but when that scene happened, he sort of like little blockade and was like, oh, I guess we got to go around. I was like, hold up, man, you the police. You could at least radio some other police in town. Like, it's a small town. You could probably radio somebody and be like, yo, is this road supposed to be closed? And then that probably, you know, would help you get your suspicion up immediately as to like what's going on. 
but he didn't is even the epitome, that. Yeah, it's the epitome of like people who don't do their job right it's just like you had one yeah. job bro like do you not I think do it's your a, job it's a, why are they hire you i think it's a small town thing i think that's really what it is it's a small town thing so everybody know everybody that's why you know whenever you get these like super small towns and some you know some states around the country where it's just like a lot smaller communities People be like, oh, everyone knows everyone. But at the same time, anytime anything happens that's like off the script, like a crime, people be like, we never suspected that here. And it's like, it, you're still surrounded by people. Things can happen. <laughs> they, they, I mean, things can happen. Yeah. Look at Jaws. That was a small community. Exactly. Like freaking um, the summer of, uh, what was it, 85, 84. I think? 84. Like, that was a small community and shit happened. Black phone, small community. Look at all that shit that happened. Yeah. yeah it's like you you know you, we, we talked about this a million times before but you know people be moving to the suburbs or the, these areas where there's no, nobody but like you and three other people and then if something go wrong it's one of you or the three other people so you know that's why the police was even I was even wondering like why is he kind of making fun of the fact that she said she just saw her boyfriend get killed he was just like yeah hook man up there with a cloak stabbed your boyfriend alright cool if you say so and she's just like you being a dick for like no reason uh, you can at least find out what's going on because he was up there. I know I sound crazy, but he was up there. And the cops are like, "All right, you know, just moving things over. I'll go talk to his family and see if they found him. If anything, uh, then we'll put out a missing report." And I just in that moment, I just remembered it was the '90s and they, everybody didn't have cell phones available yet. And I was like, "Shit, it really was like that. Like if somebody was just outside. <laughs> if you ain't had their number, <laughs> you don't know when you're gonna see them again." And I was like, "That's that's the crazy part." Especially for the people that went missing in this movie. Like, it didn't really seem like it was much of, like, missing signs around about the people who went missing. It was just kind of like, I don't know, they somewhere. Like, that was kind of like the approach it seemed that everyone in town kind of noticed. Because they didn't, I guess, expect or see shaded behavior taking place. It's like the Grassy. They went to a different country. Exactly. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, oh. this dude, was it? Barry was attacked at the goddamn gym. And he, somebody stole his car, hit him with his own car, launched him through a wall that I thought would kill him. And like, you're telling me nobody knows who might have done this? Or this, like, this ain't like a big major report where the whole town is on alert? Like, at least in Scream, at some point, everybody they told everybody in town, say the fucking doors. People out here dying, we don't know what's going on. And this movie, I guess because the incidents are so isolated, because people were not calling the police, it never went that far. But you would just think with some of the damage... <laughs> that at some point the police would have at least been like all right we don't know what's going on with y'all but something clearly is i mean they could have thought it was the local drunken fisherman like oh that's probably just chad you know chad fucking around always being drunk and eh, you know chad that's what i'm seeing it as it was the whole fisher town so they probably they're probably <laughs> that one guy who's always that drunk. was kind of the energy <laughs> like that one fisher guy that's always drunk doing some weird shenanigans and they're like oh that's just chad you know how it would be it's just like, but for your car though, like I know what you mean, but like for your car though, like if somebody stole my car, hit me with my own car, launched me through a wall, I'm calling the police. And if somebody be like, why would this person do it? I'm like, I don't know. The motherfucker stole my car. Ask him. Catch him and ask him. <laughs> yeah, but remember, Barry was so on on his on his shit about like no one has to know what happened before. I'm like, yeah, like you were drunk, you were stupid. And then you made a pack with your friends to dump the body and never speak about it again. Good job, Barry. Good fucking. Yeah, he was the reason they crashed. So I guess it is what it is. He he specifically was the reason they crashed. Mm-hmm. But on to 
the final girl that could have been. And it's funny because I think like a couple weeks ago, Twitter was just flooding with her. With they were like, rest in peace, Helen, our favorite pageant queen. Like, yo, Twitter was flooded <laughs> with that. Because, you know, July 4th, that's what the movie gets, you know, it's, it's set. Yeah. Um, no, the 4th of July movie. I didn't even, I didn't remember the aspect of this movie. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I was watching that with my nephew. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot this, this takes place during 4th of July. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. But, yeah, so Sarah Michelle Gellar's character who, you know, unfortunately, she died in Scream 2. And then in this one as well. So it's like, damn, it's like, you be Buffy for X amount of years. And they're like, all right, you can't do that tough girl shit here. You got to play a damsel. <laughs> play a damsel. <laughs> it's just like, damn. I think that's exactly what it was. Like, shit. But she was a fighter. Helen was a deep-ass fighter. She freaking broke the cop's window door, which I don't know how the hell she did that. When she had heels on. I think she shimmied kicked it. out of it. Yeah, she yeah, shimmied out of it. She was running in heels, mind you. I mean, I could run in heels, too. But she was running in heels. <laughs> fucking, you know, going to her sister's shop. And she's like, open the door. Oh, my God. And, like, you know, I just love the intensity of that scene because the music is amping up. You see that he's behind her, taking his time, but she's freaking mm-hmm. out because her sister's taking so long to open the damn door. And she's just like, open the door, open the door. And you're just like, oh my God, like, you're literally on edge. Like, rewatching the movie after X amount of years, it was like, it kind of felt fresh again because of that one scene. That was such a good scene. Because it's just like you feel the intensity. You literally feel scared for her. You're just like, oh my god, open the fucking door, man. Like, what the hell is taking so long? <laughs> and so she goes and she's like, lock the doors, close everything. But again, it's a too late because I don't know how he teleported, but he teleported to the other side of the shop and came to the other door. <laughs> he was already in the store and it's just like, oh, they're fucked. Um, <clears throat> you know. I got to give him some credit for that, though. It was definitely, we can call it a teleportation, but at least they kind of set it up in a dialogue where she told her sister to go lock the other door. So it was like, all right, cool. So, like, there's another door. So if he get in, we know it's because of another door. Like, it ain't no some Jason shit. Like, you turn your back and blink twice. <laughs> like, and especially since the dude is human. So at least they set that up. So that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so hey, the sister dies. Helen is there by herself, and she's trying every way to survive. So she goes, she's throwing stuff at him, she's running, she took her heels off, she's just like, I'm out this bitch. She's going to the roof of the shop, she goes, she falls into the alleyway, she rolls over, she's like, I gotta survive. She's just like, oh my god. And then boom, she hears all the fireworks because the parade is still happening, it's still 4th of July, and she's like, oh my god, okay, good, I'm safe, I can make it. So she's there hopping because again, she fell from like a tall freaking window, so her ankle's busted. She's like hopping, trying to go. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, she's going to survive. She's going to make it. She's going to warn everybody. Oh my God, he's there. Boom. Freaking jumps out like Spider-Man. Attacks her. <laughs> she's behind all this. And mind you, since so much noise is happening, no one hears that she's screaming. No one hears that she's literally being murdered. And again, she's still trying to fight this dude. She's still trying to fight it off. even though he's scratching her up with the hook. And then unfortunately, she dies. That death hurt me. So I'm just like, damn, she could have made it. She almost made it. And I'm just like, stop putting Sarah Michelle Geller in these horror movies. If you don't want her to survive, damn it. She was not Buffy for 11 fucking seasons to just die <laughs> as a damsel. Stop yeah, it. That was how I responded. I was like, yeah, you can't kill Buffy, but uh, I guess you can. 
It was like, you're going to be badass in that, but everything else you're going to have to go. But uh, you know what? To give her credit, her character is the best character of the group. Like, in terms of, like, <laughs> everything, honestly. <laughs> How she acts and everything. She's definitely one of the best characters of the group. So Yeah, because she she put her, she, you should put Barry her plate in his place. She was like, shut the fuck up, Barry. God, calm yeah. the fuck down. I'm just like, yes, Helen. Yes. She would tell Julie, like, yo, you crazy. I'm like, she is crazy. Like, she was the real one. She was the sassy one, where she was like, I give no shit. Ugh. <laughs> um, and then, of course, they had to kill her. And I'm just like, damn, yo. Now it's just Julie and Ray. So, once Julie figures out who really is the killer, Ray becomes the next victim. But he survives. And then Julie ends up being the boat. She, no, at first she expects Ray. She just, she just thinks that Ray's the killer. Thinks it's him. Yeah, some, like that scream moment dude. with Billy. Yeah, oh my god. You think I'm the killer? Like, yes, Billy. Always. Yeah. Um, but this time the boat is called Blue Billy. Or Billy Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Blue, yep. Man, Billy Loomis is always everywhere. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> so she goes, a fisherman there, you know, rescues her. And he's just like, hey, you good? You okay? She's like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay. She's thinking she's safe. And then she realizes the fisherman who saved her happens to be the same fisherman who's been harassing them and stalking them and yeah. killing her friends. And she's just like, oh shit, I just fucked myself over. I'm like, yes, you did, Julie. Yes, yeah. you fucking did. So then it becomes a thing of like, how is she going to get out? So she's running, she's trying to hide, she's trying to do this. Ray gets help from being knocked out. He's just like, all right, I got to go find out where he is. I got to find Julie. I got to save my girlfriend. So she's seeing all these dead bodies that's covered in ice. She's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ray was dead. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, he happens to find her, uh, the killer. And so Ray sees that he knocks him out of one of the, the, the fishing. I think I forgot what it was. The hook fishing hook that's like on a rope. Yeah, something like that. Knocks him out. And then she goes, he picks her up, and they're trying to survive him. They tie, like, you know, basically try to kill him. They tie, I think he gets knocked out, but gets knocked up with the net in the ocean. Bless you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was like his arm got caught in the hook thing, so it gets chopped off, and then he falls in the water. Yep, and then the police comes, and they're like, do you have any idea why this man would try to kill you? And they're like, no idea, officer. He just must be crazy. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm just like, <laughs> I hate you guys. I fucking hate you guys. But anyway, so <laughs> you're thinking everything's fine. They put the past behind him. I believe Julie's back in college, raised somewhere else as well. She's taking a shower because why the fuck not, right? And so she's trying to do all this. The room gets steamy. And she was just like, hello, anyone there? And I'm like, girl, why? This is a horror movie. When you hear noises, you run. You don't say <laughs> hello, who's there? So she goes, and then she sees the message on the mirror. says, I still know. And then boom. Ends the movie and comes the sequel, where Julie was the worst friend ever and the worst final girl to ever exist. To this day, I'm just like, girl, <laughs> you had all your friends killed. Thank God Brandy survived because she would have sued their studio. Like, oh, you're going to kill me? Bet. Yeah, words you can't kill Moesha. You can't, man. Brandy, yo. <laughs> Brandy he was, was just shit. like, that boy is mine. That movie's mine. I think that was the only reason I watched part two was because she was in it. Because Brandy. Cause, 
Yeah, because I remember, like, I saw part one. This came out in 87, right? So I turned, Mm -hmm. what, 10 at, like, 2000. So this movie came out when I was, like, 7 or, like, already Mm -hmm. 8. And I was like, okay, like, this is all right. Like, I I don't hate it. I don't, like, love it. But, like, you know, kind of what they did to make the movie appealing was it grabbed, like, you know, the most beautiful up-and-coming actors and actresses and was like, these are going to be the leads. So you're kind of like... I'm in there, and I think Buffy was on TV already by then, so I was kind of like, I'm gonna, I'll watch anything with Sarah Michelle Gellar because I love the character Buffy so much. Of course, I don't expect her to be Buffy in anything else I see her in, um, but I was just like, I'll watch anything else she's in because I enjoyed the show Buffy that much. So that, I think that was like the main reason I even gave this this movie a chance when I was younger. Uh, so that's kind of why I always thought of it was like, I you honestly think of Sarah Michelle Gellar as the main character when I watch the show. And not, I mean, when I watch this movie and like, not really Julie, like she's there, she's clearly who they want to be the main character, but she just, I kind of agree with what she's saying about her being a bad final girl. She kind of just goes with the ebbs and flows of the story. She don't really do much. She does the research that you usually get in horror movies and you're trying to figure out the motive. But I mean, generally she don't really do shit. Uh, yeah, she don't really do much. So I always thought of Sarah Michelle Gale's character, Helen, as like the actual lead instead of her. Yeah, I mean, again, in a sequel, she fucking lies to her friends, and she, and then when they, when the truth comes out, and she was like, "Why?" Freaking Brandy's character was just like, "Why would you not tell me the truth? I'm your best friend." It's just like, mm, her best friend got gutted, girl. Are you really her best friend? Her best <laughs> well, friend she died. Didn't, she ain't treat Helen like a best friend either, because with that, within that time skip of that one year, it seemed like all of their, all of their friendships and relationships have ended, but we have no idea as to why. It's just basically unspoken but spoken that then nobody's cool with anyone anymore so it's like a whole i need to get the game back together because of this problem not i need to get the game back together because i want to see these people again so yeah i don't know did was i haven't seen a sequel in a very long time was it like a direct sequel as in like this story continued into that one or was it yeah, just like because oh, okay. this is this is years later julie in the first one in the first one, she was in college, but she was like in the beginning part of college. In this, in the sequel, mm-hmm. I believe she was like a junior or a senior in college. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a new lifestyle. Her and Ray were still together, and then yeah. So because they do mention what happened in the past, because all she mentioned to Brandy was that she just lost connection with her friends. She never told them they were dead. So when shit was happening and everybody was dying around her, that's when Julie was just like, oh, the killer is so-and-so. I know what his name is. This is what he wants. This is who he is. Um, Barry and Helen, they died. They never made it. And that's when Brandy was like, why the fuck would you lie to us about this? Like, why would you keep that from us? And now we're stuck in an island with this killer because of you. And it's just like, yeah, it is because of her. Because Helen's just, I mean, Julie, man. Julie... <laughs> Again, <laughs> Julie is not the best final girl. She really isn't. Ain't the best anything. And, I, and I'm sure people honest. are gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> I'm sure people are gonna be like, "Well, what do you define a final girl as?" And it's just like, "Well, we have our definition of what a final girl is. The final girl is the one that who basically endures and survives. She's not looking for revenge. She kind of is, but she's looking for survival to end whatever the fuck is going on by any means necessary. One can say, "Well, Julie did fight. She 
kind of wasn't. She survived by the means of Ray helping her to survive. She was not doing that on her own. And I'm sure some may say, well, look at Sydney. Sydney survived by other people. No. People around her was dying. She literally thought she was the only one alive and she fought. She literally fought and took out the people literally trying to kill her. And she did that in every fucking movie. Where she's yeah. like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm fighting back. I've been through it. Especially enough. the first one, yeah. Especially the very first one. Like, uh, and, you think of the ending scene exactly. in Scream. Her dad, is, her dad is the one tied up. And she has to figure stuff out because she has, like, no additional help coming. This was, like, the complete opposite of that. Where it was, like, Ray wasn't tied up. He was just trying, he, you know, he's trying to help because he was there when all of this happened. So, like, hey, I'm not really faulting him for saving her. But, you know, yeah, in the definition of what people look at as a final girl she definitely is not that exactly or if she, you and do want to put her in that list she ain't a good one <laughs> she isn't she really isn't because again in the sequel she gets her friends killed by harboring this dark secret that she never told them and thus they're, they're stuck on an island during hurricane season and they can't get out and they're trapped with the killer and his son so it's just like, way to go, Julie. And I'm sure she didn't know about that time, but still, it's like, that's something you should never kept them from them. Whereas for I ain't gonna Sydney, lie, hmm? if, I, if I was in a situation like that, I'm definitely not about to tell people that story. Hey, in my past, you know, uh, several people I know were killed by this killer because we hit a guy with a car and then he turned out to die, but not die. And then well, he really was dead, but he wasn't the dude that we thought was dead. And then he still wanted to kill us anyway. Like, I ain't really about to tell nobody that story either, so I can't fool her too much for that. <laughs> I'm not about to repeat that to anyone. But your explanation is just like, yeah, this dude who we thought was dead, we killed, but he's not really dead. He's a dude coming after us because he's a dude we hit. But then... <laughs> Yo, that's really what it is, ain't it? Like, they thought the whole movie, they killed David, and you're like, man, they killed David. But you're like, oh, so David the killer, he ain't die. He, he faked his death at this point, but he ain't die. But then they like, nah, he dead. And he like, right, he dead. And he like, all right, so who the killer if he dead? Then it turns out, oh, nah, you know, David's girlfriend died in that same road the year prior. And then ever since uh, that girl's dad been blaming David for her death. So now he wanted to commit suicide on the road where she died a year later. To, uh, I guess as like a memorial to her. So he's the body they found, but he ain't the killer because the actual killer is the girl who died father. And it's like, okay. It's a lot. It's a lot to swallow, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot to swallow. Now that you say it like that, if I was Brandy and someone told me that, I would have been like, I'm moving out. I'm sorry. Yeah. I love you. I'm sorry that happened to you. But that is a lot. You need some therapy. I hope you're Word. getting some help. I hope you're talking to someone about this. But... I'm going to go Facts. take my stuff and I'm going to move in with my man. So Exactly. I mean, peace. even if they did have a scene where she was explaining it to her, she, Brandy should have just looked at her and been like, you should have kept that to yourself. Like, I didn't even need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even need to know. That's just it's a lot of things happening in that story. Because honestly, they, every, the more I think about the story of this movie, I'm like, well, if the dude that was blamed for the death of somebody else is now dead, why would the father of the woman who died be out here trying to kill the person people who killed the person that he wanted dead? Like, why? <laughs> if anything, he should have been like, thank you for killing her boyfriend. I always hated that dude. And then moved on with his life. Like, that should have been it. But I guess, I think they kind of, I please feel free to correct me. But I think they kind of hinted at, like, he was trying to kill the dude 
And that might be the reason he was he got hit out there. Well, but no, the person weird. the the person that they hit on the road was not David. It was actually the daughter's father. That's who they hit on the road and left him for dead in the ocean. When the scene happened where Helen's freaking tiara was like lost into the ocean, they were like, yeah. "Oh my god!" And Barry went back in to get it. The person that was holding the tiara, it was, it was really weird how it happened with the scenes, but the person he got the tiara from was David at the time. It's very weird, very screwy, the way they film it, because you don't know who's who at this point. You're like, is it David? Is it this guy? Who the fuck knows? That's why we have Scooby-Doo for that. Um, <laughs> but that's basically yeah, what it was. That was, And that was his way of saying, you left me for dead, and now I'm going to get my revenge because you kids. And your drunken shit are gonna get it, and I'm just like, really? It should have been. It doesn't make sense though. It. Yeah, you know what? It makes no, the whole no movie actual makes sense. No sense. Yeah, I don't like, and I enjoy the movie, so I'm not telling people not to like it. But I mean, that almost makes no sense that you're telling me they hit the father, but then they go to push the father in the lake to kill him because they think he dead. He popped up. He grabbed a tiara, fell in. Barry jumped in after him, but the dude he's actually fighting with underwater is David. Then it's like, how did David get under there? And they're just bodies. Just chilling in this thing. And even then, how would David get a hold of the tiara if the father was the one that they push into the water? Like, that doesn't make sense. That's why, I, you know, I think that's why my mind was trying to rationalize it as it, even though David was there to kill himself, the father might have tried to kill him himself. And then they just happened to come along and hit David after the father was already in the process of trying to kill David. And then that would have made more sense to me. And then it seemed like the father would have been trying to kill them. Because they would have been the only people that know that he kissed that somebody else was there or like know that he killed David. Like that was kind of how my mind interpreted it. Mm -hmm. So I think my you mind made what? it a better movie than it is. You know <laughs> I'm going to go what your mind said because, yeah, because it really, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. Julie is just Julie, <clears throat> you know, freaking Barry. Again, this was all Barry's fault. We just say that. It, it was. It was all it was fucking Barry's fault. All of it. Because he's going out. He's just like, ha, 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 oh my God. Getting all drunk. Spilling the booze. Getting <laughs> yelling at Ray. Because he's not. He's like, watch the road. You literally drank. You spilled beer on me, you dumbass. Like, what do you want me to yeah. do? Ignore the fact that my pants are wet. And just be like, okay, I'm just driving. <laughs> like, yo. like I would have punched, punched him in the balls. I'd be like, boom, nut shot, man. Get the fuck down here. Yeah, he was a damn fool. He was a damn fool the entire so movie. So annoying, you so, And everything so, is really his fault, honestly. So I guess you're right. It is what it is. But yeah, the story feels a little, uh, some parts of it are a little weird. But the overall, the movie is enjoyable. I did not know the shit was based off a book, though. I know we were talking about that prior to yeah. recording, but I did not know this movie is based off a book. Uh, I bet you Nina read it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I like, I, what was it, like... Uh, yeah, I was in junior high school and someone had the book because I think this was when the sequel had came out. I still know. And one of my friends had, yeah, the actual book. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It was a book. And she was like, yeah, in the book, no one dies. And I was like, what? And she was just like, yeah, everyone kind of like lives. No one really dies. I'm just like, interesting. Hmm. And it takes place in I the mean, 70s in the book. Yeah, I mean, Teaching Mrs. Tingle was also based on a book, and I actually read that book. Teaching so Mrs. Tingle, what's that one? I don't think I've heard of that. 
You never seen teaching Mrs. Tingle? Oh my god, with like Katie Holmes, <laughs> with the teacher who tries to kill her. No, I don't think I have. I don't think I've heard <gasps> oh of that. Oh my no. god, bro, we're adding that to the fucking list, man. We're adding that to the list, yo. You said whoever's with Katie listening Holmes? to this, yes, with Katie Holmes. It's a I've teacher. Never heard of this. A teacher who is a crazy bitch tries to kill her all the fucking time. But she's crazy. <laughs> it's a, yo. Okay, yeah, I've literally never heard of this. Mm, my God. Okay, for those listening to this episode, please, please, if you see <laughs> Teaching Mrs. Tingle, please let me know. Let me know. Write in our DMs on Instagram or some shit, or write comment in this episode <laughs> and be like, yo, I remember that movie. And you have to convince Kendall to watch it. You have to tell him you gotta watch that movie, bro. You have to tell him. I mean, because, you you oh had me at God. Katie Holmes. <laughs> like I, I, the first thing I ever saw her in was Dawson's Creek, and I was like, she's a pretty decent actress. Is a so you had me at that. I mean, That's just a wild ass title. You, you definitely do not want to yeah. wait until your life is over. Okay, you need to watch exactly. <laughs> Word. Oh my god! But yo, but yeah, show. so. Mr. Tingle. That's a goddamn name. Sound like a cartoon. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it's a very interesting. It's a very crazy fucking, very interesting. But oh, okay. yeah, so we gotta add that shit to our list. The next thing we gotta cover. I'm with it. I'm next with year it. because oh my god. But yeah, but back to this one and Julie and her, you know, amazing friends. Um. So yeah, this fucking movie, man. Freaking you know what the movie, movie reminded me of? Uh, mm. I remember, and you know what? In a way, this movie owed me money because I remember in the early two thousands, <laughs> there was a lot of movies. <laughs> there were a lot of movies where they threw like up and coming actors and actresses in it who were like, they clearly weren't teenagers, but they were playing teenagers or like close to, like if anything, they were probably like nineteen, but they was playing like sixteen mm-hmm. year olds. Like, there were so many movies like that in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, me and the stage went to go see uh, Pulse. That movie was fucking terrible. But mm-hmm. I remember I went, only went to go see it because Kristen Bell was in it. And she was a lead. It was like her. I think Channing Tatum was in it. Like, it was a lot of, like, people we know as stars now. But, like, playing teenagers in that one movie. That movie was terrible. But I remember only going to see it because I was like, oh, this cast. Like, this cast is kind of amazing. Like, this. I like horror. This Maybe this will be okay. And it was, like, not okay. And I think it's because of movies like I Know What You Did Last Summer. Now, Hollywood was just like, if we just put together like a really young star cast, then uh, we will get money. And yeah, they owe me money for Pulse because that was some bullshit. But, (laughs) 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 But yeah, I think there was a lot of movies that kind of came after this that kind of did that in a way. I just can't think of them off the top of my head, but there were quite a few that did that. And I remember even like when one of the articles that you had was reading, where they said they uh, they reached out to Melissa Joan Hart to play the play the role play in this movie, and she said she turned it down because it seemed like a knockoff of Scream, and I'm like, yeah, this movie kind of is a knockoff of Scream <laughs> in the way that they took uh, the way that they approach it. It it kind of is a knockoff of Scream. It's just the cast I think is overall probably far more famous than the cast of Scream One was when it came out, right? Because Scream One was only a year prior to this. Yeah, because Nev Campbell was from Party of Five. We knew her from that. Um, <clears throat> Matthew Lillard, he had done some independent films before, and uh, Courtney Cox, who was from Friends, we knew her from Friends, you know. 
So I think Drew Barrymore was the biggest star, right? That was like in the yeah. Program? Drew Barrymore was the big A-lister that they yeah. killed, which, which again, going back to when we covered the episode, that was a basically a knock to Psycho, where they killed yeah. the A-lister in the beginning of the movie. And that's what they did was with um, Drew Barrymore, where they killed her. So. Yeah, so clearly Hollywood has a trend of doing movies like this, where they throw together a bunch of uh, mildly famous, beautiful people, and they're just like, let's make a slasher. <laughs> like, that is the thing that they've done a lot of. I don't think they do as much of them lately. At least not that I could think of. No. Now they put more thought into it. Where they're like, alright, let's stop casting 40-year-olds to play 19-year-olds. Let's actually cast <laughs> freaking 20 playing 18. Let's just do that. It's like, okay, cool. I get you. I respect that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean... This movie is interesting. Because it has I feel like it has more depth than they gave us, but like, mm-hmm. uh, but that probably explains the fact that it's based off a book. Yeah, and then we got the more sequel. And it's <laughs> funny because like there was a third film that no one really talks about because it was like one of those straight to DVD shit. So <laughs> no one ever watched oh, man. it. But there was a third one. There was a third movie. I still still know what you did last summer. <laughs> No, um, I think it was. Uh, I'll always know what you did last time, which is actually. Oh I yeah, still yeah, still yeah. Been better. I always. <laughs> I still, still. Um, but yeah, it was. That's how they like, should did everyone. She part five, but like I still, 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 still know what you did. That'd have been way funnier. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It would have been. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because these movies are borderline comedy. So why not lean into that? <laughs> Every <laughs> take it to the grave. Say your problems. To the grave, like, bro. Calm the fuck down, yo. He like choked her out to say that. I was like, this dude is wildin'. I was like, Ryan Felipe is an asshole. Ray, being a bitch, man, doing nothing. Like, dude, that's your girlfriend. He is choking the shit out of your girlfriend who you just made love to on the beach. Like, literally, <laughs> like, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's, like, yeah. It's so wild because yo, this movie is weird because the movie also has like really tiny moments where it seems like there's more to the story than they're telling us. Like when um Barry says to Ray after they reconvene and like, I think like the year later when they see each other and they like going to go to see what happened to him and he's just like, "You've always wanted to be like us," and it's like, "What the fuck does that mean?" But then they kind of see where at the beginning of the movie, well, Ray Ray says at the beginning after they hit the guy and kill him. He's just like, all of you guys have family and, like, money and shit. Like, my family ain't got nothing. Like, this can be a big deal for me. And I was like, oh, so you like the broke friend hanging out with the rich kids, but somehow you got a rich girlfriend, and they not going to let you live down the fact that you broke? That's kind of fucked up, man. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of, and then Barry kind of me- mentioned it again when they got older. He's just like, you want to be like us. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, this town's small as shit, man. I don't think wealth going to mean that much to him here, but... And he seemed to be the only one actually left the town. Everyone else, seemed, well, him and Julie. But everybody else, none of their plans came through. Like, you know, Helen said she went to New York and didn't work out. We don't know what that means because they didn't tell us. And then Barry seemed like Barry ain't never planning on leaving because Barry the king of that small ass town. He the king of them two blocks. <laughs> That's true. Oh my God. <laughs> Barry just became a fucking alcoholic. That's all he became. I don't even know what the hell yeah. he was doing because Julie was in college. I don't think Helen was in college. I think she was just working at her dad's shop. Yeah. She was Ray supposed to go to New York. Just, I think she wanted to be a weather Yeah, 
Ray decided to be a fisherman full time, and then Barry was just a whole fucking alcoholic living in his lifestyle of rich and famous. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Ray was like, I'm going to fuck out this town. <laughs> this town crazy as shit. Like, I got no problems. I got no anger issues. <laughs> ah! Yeah, so it's like but, weird because it's like a a subtle like under undertone of like rich and poor and like what does it look like for these people to get in trouble? So it's like a subtle tone of that, and then there's like suburban life. There's like a hint of like what that is like because apparently I didn't read a book, but in the bit that we kind of had that you you, you get like gave me information the link to where like they're comparing like the movie versus the book, it seemed like Helen kind of in part didn't want to stay there. For like similar reasons as like I forgot the girl's name from Carrie, the one who let her boyfriend go with Carrie to prom. Like she seemed like mm-hmm. she had like a similar story to her, where she's just like, "Yeah, this town is all right, but like I don't want to die here. Like my parents have been here forever. I want to like see the more of the world." It seemed like Helen had some of that in her story, but they don't ever really like express that. They just kind of make it seem like she went to New York and things didn't work. They don't like express that like she was kind of just eagerly trying to get the fuck out of this town because she like hated the mundaneness of it. So it was like mm-hmm. th- these characters had more depth to them, but I'm sure it was left behind because of probably budget and stuff. Because I think some of the stuff you sent to the director was complaining about budget. So I'm sure because of budget, a lot of that stuff got cut out. So we don't really see the full impact yeah. of like how this event affected all of them. Like we know it did because they keep saying to each other, you look like shit. But like we don't really know <laughs> what it did because it was o- it's only been a year. <laughs> yeah, I guess it must have been the thing that, OK, we don't speak about this to anyone so i'm getting the fuck out we've called we we don't they probably tried to like live with it but they just probably couldn't and that's probably why barry and helen broke up because of that because again it was his fucking fault and everything and then you know ray being you know the whole like i kind of don't want to get involved in this because you know my family and julie was just like i got choked i'm leaving I got choked and my like, voice said nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, I would have broke up with Ray right there and then. If that shit happened to me and my boyfriend did nothing, did nothing, just stood there, I'd be like, oh, we're fucking done. We're done, yo. You did nothing to protect him. You did nothing to, like, fight him off. All he is is an alcoholic fucking jock. Yeah, where you can like, probably push him over two fingers. You're more stronger than, like, it's like you're stronger than him because you're a fucking fish, like, thing. You know how much weight they got to pull in from the dock and shit? That was like, later. Bro. But he did get punched Damn. in the face, like, and he still ain't do nothing. Yo, I'm just like, yo, Ray is garbage, yo. Ray is trash. Trash, trash, trash. <laughs> At least he was useful in the sequel. He was like, I got to go save my girlfriend. It's just like, oh, okay, now you're going to do some shit. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's supposed to be in a sequel because he lived in this one. So that makes sense. Yeah, at the end, he went and was just like, I got to go save my girlfriend. Was he still a fisherman in the second one? Yeah, he was. Oh, that man dedicated to the fish. Hey, that's where the money is. And he kept telling Julie, (laughs) that's where the money is. I don't know what to tell you, baby. That's where the money's coming from. (laughs) That's hilarious. movie is so uh, weird, but like iconic, you know. Why do you think people keep coming back to this movie? Like, what's your opinion on that? Hmm. I think because of nostalgia. Because it's kind of like a cult classic as well. Um, and I guess comfort. 
you know, like Scream. You know, Scream is like one of those movies people go True. back to, or like the Chucky movies or whatnot. And but yeah, for this, it's just like it's just one of those movies that it's like it's not terrible. It's just it's good in its own way, but it's just memorable. And also, remember when this, when scary movies came out, the first two are the only ones that really matter. Um, yeah, pretty much. They made fun of that. And the first one, especially with the scene where she's like, what are you waiting for? And the guy from the roof was just like, all right, I'm going to jump. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was so crazy. That movie was wild. But yeah, like, it's just like, it's like those scenes, you know, same thing with like all these horror movies. There's always iconic lines that you remember the most from it that you're always quoting. And for, for, you know, I know what you did. The most iconic scene that people always talk about is that scene. When she's twirling the yeah. of the road, it's like, what are you ready for? I'm right here. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, Julie. I think everyone hears you. I'm pretty sure people were looking out their windows like, who is this bitch yelling at? Good car, like, tarnation. <laughs> What's wrong with these damn kids? <laughs> that's probably, that's why I, that's why I would have loved to see the killer emptying out her trunk because I could just imagine smiling out the window like, why is that man wearing a cloak carrying fish? Carrying crabs in a bucket in a dead body. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> I'm like, somebody know, had to right? see that. Like, so someone like, had to no see that. Yeah, like, is no one home looking out their windows being a pochinche person? Like, mm, I need my daily drama. Let's see what's going on in suburbia. Like, yeah, especially in the suburbs. That's what people do is get on with drama because there ain't shit else going on there. It's like, I think of that, uh, you have you, I, don't, I know you probably did, but like, Jack, you remember, you remember the show, uh, 11 Color? Mm hmm. Remember, um, I forgot her name. One of the Wayne's brothers' sister, I think Kim. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's Kim. Kim Wayne's. She had that character that sat on the stoop and she would look out the window and know everybody's business. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, that's pretty much the suburbs. Like I know she was doing it in the regular neighborhood, but that's pretty much the suburbs. People ain't got shit to do, so they just minding everybody else's business. And uh, hey, what's Bill doing this week? Why he out there with that new car? Like that's so they have nothing else to do. That's why I'm like. It's so funny to me that this motherfucker had a trunk full of crabs in a body and no one saw this. No one saw like her freak out and then no one saw somebody take all that shit out of the car and just magically vanish with it. Like, where did it go? <laughs> uh-huh. Where did it go? Like, and those crabs are alive, too. So I know that had to be a fight. You ain't about to just grab 30 living crabs and be like, get in this fucking bucket real quick. Like, man, you got to be a pro and you have to be quick. Yeah. She came back out like immediately. Mm-hmm. She was like, "It was a body. It was in there. I know what I saw. <laughs> I'm not lying to you." It's crazy, and you know what's uh, funny too? Like with Helen, when they kept showing her with the crown, I kept thinking about that movie Prom Night. Oh wait, which one? The original one with Jamie Lee Curtis or the remake? I think the original because it might be the original. I can't remember. I mainly remember the cover art. It's like you know the girl wearing the crown. And then there's like a necklace or something like going through like one side of her mouth, like coming mm-hmm. like basically across her mouth, like she's biting on a necklace. I just kept thinking about mm-hmm. that. I was like, I'm, I was like, man, this should give me prom night vibes. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, <laughs> but that just that cover art is kind of iconic. You know, horror movie cover arts are super iconic, especially when you think about the VHS era of stuff where you like, you know, you ain't really have a trailer to go on YouTube to watch. You was just like, this cover looked dope. Let me grab this shit and go. <laughs> and that's right. why I like remember that art for this for some of that stuff. It was like really dope. That kind of popped about along. about that scene again. When I was watching this, with my nephew, 
why the fuck the mm-hmm. hell not, not did not like why the hell did she not lock her door i get it's suburbia i get you know everybody <laughs> but why the fuck did she not lock the front door like so when she came in the house right yes i'm like you have a whole stalker chasing after you and your friends and you're just like ah, let me go upstairs like what lock the door what's wrong with Whoa. you and then and then he comes in he goes upstairs nonchalantly like doop 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 hides in her closet <laughs> and she's just there like mm, let me brush my hair let me do this uh-huh it's just like girl are you serious right now like no, it's wild as fuck but that's... you know if this movie took place in like the 70s like the book did it would kind of make even more sense why she left her door unlocked because a lot of people just used to do that prior to you know shit like charles manson and stuff like that happening and then people was like we need to lock our doors <laughs> but a lot of people used to do that they used to just like have their doors unlocked it's like you're in the suburbs ain't nobody really around you know everybody to your left and to your right to your front and to your back so like if anybody come in here it's probably somebody you know so they probably ain't thinking much more of it you know it wasn't it's, it's in some ways kind of recent when people are at the point where they're like yo i don't trust my neighbors uh mm-hmm. and they feel like even a motherfucker who live five feet from him is dangerous that's kind of a recent development in society uh so so that that's kind of explains it but yeah nah i still you know we, we've talked about this a million times you know uh uh black people we just move different and just pretty much anyone who's not white we just we just move slightly differently about our safety i ain't i ain't about to play that shit to this day i check my door every night before i go to bed i'm just like just in case i forgot to lock it i'ma just check it just out of paranoia so i can sleep comfortably so i get it <laughs> I get it. I'm the same. I'd have locked that shit inside. That would, this wouldn't have been an issue. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm just like, even if, okay, even if it was like set in a certain error, your friends and yourself is being stopped <laughs> by oh, a guy with logic and shit. in a trench coat <laughs> and a hook in a fishing town. Like. You're, you're applying too much logic here. I'm, I, this is why I can't watch the movie. I can take the shit out of it really hard. I'm just like, a bitch, what's wrong with you? Like, you think you're some <laughs> dumb bitch juice? Like, I get you in your feels. I get shit's going on. I get you got a lot of stuff in your mind because, you know, your sister's being a bitch to you. You got to do this whole responsibility shit of like, oh, I got to yeah. be the parade because I was the former pageant queen. <laughs> my my ex-boyfriend slash boyfriend slash not my boyfriend slash who I'm with is alcoholic. But, you know, here I am. This is like, okay, I get it, Helen. But like, the fucking door. Your dad's an alcoholic. He's passed out. He's not gonna notice anything. I'm surprised her <laughs> sister didn't notice someone going upstairs. Like, huh? Is that my sister? Like, really? You're gonna hear two sets of footsteps and not question that shit? Like, wrong with this family? Apparently, a lot. And that's just one of those things where, like, if you had, if we had more details about her home life, some of these things. Would have been made a little bit more sense as to why these people are so fucking incompetent. Um, but clearly we yeah, we ain't we don't know. So we just know these people are weird. It seemed like the father don't pay neither one of them no mind. And then his sister just I mean, her sister just kind of I guess relishes in the fact that she not the shit that her that Helen ain't the shit no more. <laughs> but we don't know why, because we don't know these people had a rivalry. We don't know that they had some type of sibling thing going on. We have no idea because it's like the first time we see her basically the one of two times that we see her, we see her this time, and then we see her, her sister again when they're on the chase right before she gets murdered. So yeah, we just don't know. But I'm sure that had to do with budget in a lot of ways. So that's probably why we didn't get certain aspects of it. 
but it would have fleshed out the story a bit more. I mean, we also saw her a lot up in the beginning, the beginning, beginning of the movie as well, when they're about to go on the drive before they hit the guy in the very beginning, where she was like, are you, are you going to be driving with me tonight? And she was just like, no, I'm going to go with my friends, you know, don't wait up. And it could be the fact that, you know, Helen was the beauty pageant. She was all like Miss Popular. Mm -hmm. She was this and that. So probably like her older sister looked at her as a superficial person. Like, oh, you're so full of yourself. You're so this. You're so that. So it could have been that as well. Just like, ugh, this bitch. Um, (laughs) This bitch. This bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That was how sister felt every time she saw her. Got me paying her rent, paying her bills. <laughs> <laughs> diamonds on her wrist, diamonds on her neck. <laughs> <laughs> that was how she was looking at Helen every time she saw her. Like, I'm tired of this. She's like, like, you need to be at work at 10. She's like, I'm not going to be at work. I'm going to be in the, in the parade. She's like, but you need to come to work. <laughs> She's a star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think oh it would just been a. I think it would have been a better, better movie if Helen wasn't lead. I don't blame Jennifer Love Hewitt. It ain't her fault that Julie was written that way. But I just think the movie would have been a better movie if, if Helen was the lead. Because again, she was the only smart one. She knew. <laughs> she knew Barry was on stupid shit. She knew it, but she was just like, "All right, fuck it. Let me just." Because when they were like, "I can't do it. I can't touch the body. I can't do it." And Helen was just like, "Yeah, pussies. I'll do it. Hold my fucking <laughs> crown. Give me that shit." And just like, damn. Hella's on some shit. Hella's <laughs> yeah, just like, fuck I'm my future. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, all of your bitches. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, damn. And I bet you, if anything, if the, the roles were different. I mean, again, she kept telling Barry to let go of Julie. She's like, let go of her. What was Ray doing? Nothing. <laughs> Ray was back there Nothing. putting his fingers together, just twiddling his thumbs. <laughs> freaking, freaking Helen was just like, stop it, Barry. Stop it. Let go of her. I would have been like, damn, Helen's your new man now, Julie. That's your new boyfriend now. Fuck Ray. Helen would be Barry ass. He'd hit her with that bucket <laughs> of would? vampire slayer kick. It would have been a wrap. <laughs> he would never saw it coming. Oh, God. <laughs> she would have bought a stake and staked his ass. It's like, now he we got two bodies to deal with, with. With the tiara, too. She would have stabbed his ass like, yep. ugh. Do the whole like Xena slash Sailor Moon shit. Like, ah, Tiara toss. Fucking boomerang Tiara. And hit Ray and came back to her. Like, you all fucking suck. All of you terrible. Like, Julie don't even want to hear the heart. I mean, I guess it makes sense why Helen had to die. She was just too savage. She was too of a badass. They were like, all right, we can't have her live. She's too much of a badass. We got to kill her. Just has to die. It's just like damn. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You know, uh the more I think about Helen's character, uh, I feel like did you did you ever see the movie the hap was it Happy Death Days? You ever saw those movies? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Those just they're funny. They're actually really funny. And the lead actually kinda reminds me of Helen a little bit. She has a little bit of like uh oh, fuck this shit attitude. <laughs> <laughs> it kinda reminds me a lot of Helen now that I think about it. Because Helen was always just like, oh, I'm, I'm tired of dealing with this shit. Either we're going to do this shit or not do this shit. And that was like kind of the energy of the the main character in like Happy Death Day. It was like, she, it was like I have no fucks to give. Like, I'm tired of dealing with this shit. Yeah, because even when Julie was just like, oh, let's go talk to Missy. 
Helen was just like, no. Are you crazy? Why are we doing <laughs> this? Why would you want to do this? Why would you, like, like, what's wrong with you? Like, the hell is wrong with you, Julie? Yeah. Again, like, if Helen were to survive, she would have been saving Julie, not Ray. Ray would have just been dead. He would have eventually died. And, and <laughs> yeah, this would have been Julie and Helen saving the world. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with Helen. Julie, you, you crazy. I don't know what's wrong with you. You got issues. <laughs> got but problems, Helen, man. she's a survivor. You know, even yeah. though, again, she had to tone down her Buffy shit. She's just like, all right, I got to be a regular girl now. But we all know. We all know. Yep. Even in Scream 2. Even in Scream 2, she fought before she died. Before oh, she yeah, she did. Balcony. She was fighting yeah. before she got tossed out. And I was just like, no. Nah, I mean, I remember, I remember the first time I saw Scream 2. I was just like, why isn't she fighting back? She's Buffy. <laughs> then I remember it's like um acting, she has to play the damsel, she can't play her typical self. Yeah. The irony so. is then Daphne fighting the Scooby Doo movies. She did, because Daphne's a badass. <laughs> and Daphne is usually the dancer with Scooby Doo, but they let her fight Joseph and Michelle Gellar, I guess. I mean, she was done. She was just like, I'm not gonna be the damsel in this one. Daphne ain't no stupid bitch. She a tough motherfucker. <laughs> She's smart as fuck when she wants to be. She just looks cute doing it. Yeah. I kind of hope uh, Sir Michelle Gellar comes back to do some more horror stuff. I think the last thing I recall her doing was like a kind of like a thriller TV show called uh, Ringers. Mm-hmm. That was like, actually, no, I think about it. I wonder if, I'm not sure if it's the same Ringers. It's like, I'm not sure if it was the same. That was like inspired by, uh, I think. David Cohenberg, but I'm not sure. Um, but there was a TV show, yeah, on CW year long time ago, called Ringers. Where it was like her, she had a twin sister, and they, but like she, I don't think she knew she had a twin sister, and they like lived separate lives, and like the other one's life was just like wild. So it was like kind of horror ish, but kind of thriller ish, and it, it got canceled really quickly. It was kind of confusing. Um. But that's like the last thing I think she did that was like kind of horror related. That of course you know wasn't Buffy. And then yeah, because well, I think that came after the Grudge. Yeah, that came after the Grudge. Well, I would just say this: if you're gonna put Star Marshall Geller into any horror role, and I'm talking to Hollywood right now, I know you're in deep shit right now. Good for your asses. Um, <laughs> yeah, deserved it. Um, but if you decide true, to put her true. in any film. Stop fucking killing her, man. Let her be a badass. Let her use her freaking Buffy skills that she had all those years of doing on the show. <laughs> and just let her, let her, if she, if you're gonna kill her all, let her have a badass death, man. Like, have her say some cool shit at the end of just like, mm, make my day, motherfucker. Boom, blow herself up or, <laughs> or stop somebody. I don't know. Some cool shit, you know, because Sarah Michelle Geller. It's Sarah Michelle Geller. Like, come on. It's Buffy. The vampires there. I think that's like, why they let her fight so much in her roles. Like, you know, they, like even the character in this, how hard she gets to fight. Everybody else's death is kind of like straightforward, snuck up over it with her. It's like a 10 minute scene. So it was like, I think that's, that, that might be the reason why they even give her that much because they just like, you did play Buffy. We can't let you go out on some dumb shit. You're going to have to like try to get away for a little bit. And every role, she kind of does. I mean, like, even in The Grudge, she, she kind of was, was smooth sailing for the most part. Like, granted, I think she technically dies in the second one, but I didn't see the second one. But I remember hearing parts of it. I think she dies in the second yeah, one. Yeah, she throws herself. She throws herself out the window. Kills herself. Yeah. But she survived the first one. 
<laughs> so, yeah. To herself or her boyfriend in the house on fire. She was like, Psh. Yeah. So. It was like, You're trapped you know, here for me forever, bitch. And then set the whole house on fire. Yeah. But, she, um, she get that. But, but yeah. What was it? Jul- but, Jennifer Love Hewitt, I think, was the last horror thing she did. Might have been that TV show. She was at the mediator or something where she was like a psychic. Or the medium. Yeah, 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 that might be like the last kind of horror. No, no, thing no. That was it Ghost done. Whisperer? I think it was Ghost Whisperer. That was Ghost, it, right? Oh yeah, Ghost Whisperer. Yeah, that's what it was. Ghost, was Whisperer, Ghost Whisperer. Yeah, that might be like the yeah, last every, kind of horror thing she did. Yeah, because every other project she did was like romantic comedy, not really horror. I, I know what you did last summer, and then Ghost Whisperer. I think were the only like horror esque film. Yeah, was, was Can't Holly Wait after I know what you did last summer or before? <clears throat> yeah, Can't Holly Wait was ninety nine. Okay, yeah, so it was out. I remember that movie. That was like the first, I think that was the first time I wanted to see a movie specifically because she was in it. Yeah, because she did a lot of romantic comedies after that. Because she was yeah. known as America's Sweetheart. That's what she was known for. Yeah. Not so much horror. She was known as America's Sweetheart Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's what she was known for, romantic comedy. Yeah. Whereas um, Nev Campbell was known as the, the Scream Queen of the 90s of Scream. Yeah, Scream um, was the main thing she got. Freddie Prince Jr., yeah. this might be the only horror stuff he did too, right? Yeah. Because everything else he's done was like romantic comedies, drama, and then he had his own TV show as well where he played an Italian. It was weird. I was just like, why are you playing Italian? But then again, <laughs> he passed I was him, just... <laughs> I know. And it's the way he talks too, but that's because it's his, his Boricua accent, man. We, we always end up sounding yeah. weird with it. I think his dad was less passing, right? Yeah, his dad was brown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Freddie is brown too. Like, like Freddie Prince is brown, but he's a little bit more lighter. Um, mm-hmm. where his his dad was brown, so yeah. And Ryan Felipe. Yeah, so I think he was only in like one other thing I could think of. Else, well, he I think he was in that show Shooter, and that's like the last. Well, he was also. He was I know he was a heartthrob dude. Yeah, he was because he, he had the face, so he became like the heartbreak actor because he was in Cruel Intentions. Yeah, cruel yeah, and and Reese Witherspoon because that was the first movie they met him and Reese Witherspoon, and then I think a year later that they got married. Um, and he was in a, a couple. Too. Almost, that shit is borderline horrorish. That, <laughs> that is for some horror wild. shit, man. That whole movie is just. Wasn't it like they were brother and sister? I think. Step. Step sibling step siblings and then they were like i think they would have sex and shit and then they they tried to yeah make that one girl yeah. whose name i can't remember the actress's name and they tried to make her pretty reese just the they were bored was it reese witherspoon it was no it was um no nah, wasn't that, that the girl from um selma something damn that movie uh it's, I, it was, I saw it the was, parody of it yeah it was selma something i just remember that like because she was also in another movie with Freddie Prince Jr. as well, which is called Down to You. That was also, I think, one they were in as well. Um, but yeah, it was Selma something. I don't remember what exactly it was. Yeah, now I gotta look it up, which is in my head. Selma I believe Blair? I remember the girl's face. I just can't remember the name of the movie. I think it's Selma Blair. I think that's her name, the actress. name. I want to say it's Selma Blair, but yeah, like Freddie and, and Ryan and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt their acting career just went straight into mm-hmm. romantic comedies, dramas, and that was it. And of course, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar was Buffy for more years. And any project she did outside of that was, I don't really remember besides the, the Scooby-Doo movie. 
I don't remember anything else she was in besides Buffy. Outside of Buffy. Yeah, I mainly like, remember Buffy, Scooby Doo, that show Ringer, and that was short lived. And there was also that. TV. There was also that show she did with, um, I mean, Rest of Soul, uh, freaking Robin Williams, but the advertising firm. Um, I forgot what it was called. I don't think I've seen that one. That was one she did where she played her dad and he owned an ad- a- advertising agency and he was going to pass it down to her. And it was like a comedy show, um, but it was about advertising. That was like on ABC or NBC, one of those networks. That was the last thing I remember seeing her. But, yeah. I don't know. Oh, you're right. Reese Witherspoon. Right yeah, she probably is. Yeah. I might think the last clip I saw of Sarah Michelle Gellar, she was joking about how um her kids don't think anything she's done is cool. Because, you know, they're kids. They're young. They don't they don't know yeah. the cultural impact she had. <laughs> so she's like, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. She's like, it's funny because people run up to me like, oh, my God, yeah. like, Buffy, I loved it. She's like, my kids would be like, wow, other people found my parents to be cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah, your fucking mom was Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, like, yo, your He's mom like, is course. Buffy, man. Yeah, your mom was Buffy, like, for a long time. And I mean, like, I even Freddy. You're right. Oh, uh, yeah, Cruel like, Intentions. You know? Yeah. Cruel Intentions had, uh, yeah, Reese Witherspoon and Selma Blair. I think Selma, Reese- Selma Blair was, like, their friend. Selma Blair. Yeah, yeah she was the was, one like, that they were using. Yeah, they were using her. Yeah. And they tried to do all shit with that. Yeah, that movie was just fucking movie's a crazy. Oh, fucking. Whew. That's why you gotta be careful of these good-looking guys, man. They charm you and they fucking use you. Mm-mm-mm. Ryan Philippe. I mean, same with some of these women, but I feel <laughs> that is Ryan Philippe definitely got the face for that. I know he was like, oh my god, I had a biggest crush on him as a kid. I was just like, oh, he's fine. And I remember <laughs> when um when that when Instinct was still Instinct and they had asked Justin like, oh, who would you want to play you? In a biopic, and he was like Ryan Philippe because you know we both look kind of similar. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you guys do look similar, except Ryan Philippe's a little bit more good looking than you, but yeah. <laughs> Word, awesome. But yeah, man, I know what you did last summer. Ah, oh, such a fun movie, and again, we are in summer, so it just felt perfect to do a summer slasher film. Yeah, you know the most iconic summer film because it's in the name. I know what you did last summer, and I love how that title spawned into so many jokes. Like I know what you did last winter. I know what you did last Christmas. <laughs> I know what you did last Thanksgiving. You know that should have definitely been a whole another franchise. I know what you did last winter. That'd have been a fun movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did last Do fall. All the seasons. Yeah, I know what you did last spring. Yeah. The summer solstice? <laughs> Midsummer? <It worked. laughs> this is hilarious. Well, let's get out of here, Jack. Um, yeah, so I watched the movie through Hulu. It's also available on Amazon yeah. Prime if you have not seen the movie. Um, and if you have seen the movie, what are your favorite parts? What are your favorite lines? Are you like me who also love quoting the what are you waiting for, huh? <laughs> um and yeah and also your opinions was julie a good final girl or do you think she was just not that great and how maybe helen should have been the real final girl i mean she's buffy come on um but with that you know i hope you guys enjoy your summer like we are stay safe world's on fire (laughs) be safe protect (laughs) yourselves um 
and yeah i'm glad to be back in the podcast so until next time ooh, ghost goodbye